Microphone check one two. All right, it's recording. All right, we are back here at class at the academy, the Culture Academy. Welcome back for another day of class. It's the final day of class of 2016. It's been a good year. We didn't really get started until shit the fourth quarter, but we're gonna be all in your face 2017. Damn right, but you know class can't get started without that one special thing. Class is in session, man. You already know. Let's You're right. do it. You're right. God damn it. All right. Like I said, another day of class here at the Academy. Just like you said, it's the last day of class. Um, 2016 is winding down, and we are moving towards 2017. You know, it feels like a long-ass time since the Mayans said we were supposed to die four years ago. Um, it do seem like forever, yo, them goddamn Mayans. And people was actually buying into that bullshit, too. Fucking Mayans, dog. I was ready to go ahead and start looting and do all this crazy shit while demons pop out the ground. Shit never happened. So fuck y'all, Mayans. All right. <laughs> so uh, there's no more of that history session here at the academy, man. Um, yeah, man. It's good. To, it's good to be back, man. We um we got a, a, f- a few things to touch base on. The end of the year special, the very end of the year uh, special. I kind of wish I had some um you know noisemakers and shit for the end of the year. You know, uh, follows on. A, I just want to start this by saying. New Year's Day follows on Sunday. New Year's Eve would be Saturday. Um, obviously, being the weekend day, everybody stay safe out there. You know, you're going to have a lot of drunk drivers. Don't drive drunk. Get that Uber. Yeah, for sure, yo. Definitely be safe out there. Have fun. Be safe. Um, yeah, you got too many outlets now. Uber, Lyft. You still got the good old-fashioned taxi cab. Um, you know, find a place to crash. Or do what you got to do, but be safe, though, to steal it from tax. Be safe, don't worry the tax. All right, man. Um, we got a few things to touch on. You know, one of the first things I want to touch on here, and this got nothing to do with anything we've ever talked about. I just wanted to say, I don't want to spend too much time on this because obviously that's why you have things like ESPN and stuff like that. But uh, the NBA season has been in effect for quite some time. It's been it's been rocking since October. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying quite some time. It's only been like two or three months. Yeah, the you know they they uh the first the first part of it is done. Uh, All star break is right around the corner. Yes, sir. And I know that we didn't talk about much of the NBA. I just wanted to sit here and say when we did our NBA episode of the podcast, and again we can make this quick because I don't want to get too much into it. But when we talked about the NBA episode. One of the things I said was Tom Thibodeau going to the Timberwolves and getting all of this uh, power was a bad thing. I don't think Thibodeau is a great coach because he took over a well situ uh, you know more or less a good situation in Chicago. And his true colors are going to be exposed when he goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Everybody was predicting the eighth round seed, perhaps for the Timberwolves, the ten and twenty-two. Tibbs is not a good coach. Hey man, it is what it is, man. Shout out to them young boys still balling, man. Andrew Wiggins, uh, Towns, and them boys still getting off. So you know, if Tibbs is a bad coach, he'll get. Trust me, they'll yank him soon. Uh, yes, sir. I just wanted to toot my own horn and say I was right about that. The Warriors look like they're balling. They got fucked on Christmas, but it's cool. Um, sounds like excuses. It sounds like excuses. You saw the NBA came out, right? And they said it was a bad call. But I don't like when the NBA does that in the first place because it doesn't make a difference. But they came out and said it was a bad call at the end of that game. Excuses. All right, man. Whatever. Fuck the Lakers. All right, man. <laughs> Let's just... Let's keep it rolling here, man. We got a few things to talk about here at the Academy. One of the big things, um, we, we can just kind of start in segments. A few things we want to go over here is, um, of course, one of them would be 
2016 wrapping all, wrapping um up here and obviously 2017 coming on january 1st which is new year's day sunday uh we wanted to go over a lot of information as far as uh best moments give a little bit of a somewhat of a pre-award show here just to kind of crown uh a few people in 2016 um and just go over a few rappers now one of the rappers that we talked about i believe a few weeks ago young ma um Ooh. <laughs> we really to be honest i don't think we talked too much about young ma aside from um a little bit of discussion we had when the game and meek mill beef was popping and they both freestyled off that will be right um obviously what's what's been happening recently yeah she's been um she's got some explaining to do how about you explain it for us here let us know what's going on with the young ma um apparently you know she's done gotten it um apparently she's got to some hot water with some of these OGs, you know, out there in Chicago, speaking on, uh, you know, rapping on, rapping on individuals that she really doesn't know too much about, you know, as far as in the streets. And uh, ultimately what came out from it all is that they basically ran down on her management. And her management was like, you know what, y'all just need to fall back and chill because she don't even write her own rhymes. God damn! Now, ooh, you don't write your own rhymes. That's a problem. <laughs> How, is that really a problem, though? It's definitely a problem when they out here crowning you. Oh, she's bringing it back. She got bars. Whoop de woo. If you got somebody, in, if you got somebody in there pinning your lines, this is the academy. We got to keep it real. You got to keep it. You got to keep it a hundred. Unless you're telling us that they're writing your rhymes like Puff. Don't worry if I write rhymes. I write checks. So if, is that the only thing that they need to do is just tell us? If she going to come out and say, yo, look, I have a whole team and we write this together. And, you know, I took that from one of my members and whoop-de-whoop. And we getting it. We making good music. And we the band and whatever. That's I guess that would be cool. But And if you're coming out saying that you're bringing hip-hop back and you real balls. and do, do, No. I don't want to hear fall back. You know, she don't write her own rhymes. If she wrote that shit and she didn't know what she was saying with that shit, you better off coming out apologizing like, yo, I didn't mean no, you know what I mean? I think she did that, you know what I mean? No disrespect to nobody and everything like that. But for y'all to come out and say, yo, chill, fall back, um, she don't even write her own rhymes. That, that's huge. That What you mean you don't write your own rhymes? So I think we talked about this a little bit last time. Does that really matter? That she doesn't write her own rhyme. Bro, when they I mean, when to they, us, when maybe. They dub, when they dubbing you the next, that matters, bro. That's like saying, what if it came out tomorrow that Cole wasn't writing his rhymes? Would it matter? Absolutely, it would matter. I'm going to tell you why it doesn't matter. Then I give up, yo. If it doesn't matter, <laughs> and you're just saying it doesn't okay, matter. Okay, okay. Let me, let me preface this. I think I might be confusing you. It matters to me and it matters to you. Anybody who's a hip-hop historian, it matters to both of us. But... Let's take a look at somebody like Drake. He doesn't write his own rhymes, correct? But he's still very popular. Does it matter, though? But he's still very popular. And to the masses? To the we masses? Talking about to the, we keep, we do the Culture Academy. We're talking about to the culture. Does it matter to the culture? Oh, it matters. That's okay, what I'm saying. that's what we're talking about. It matters it, to the culture. It matters 100% matters. to the culture. But if you're, if you're talking about, this is the only thing I'm saying. If you're talking about, um, you know, these rappers, I think it matters 100% if Young M.A. is writing her she's not writing her own rhymes because to me you lose credibility and in her situation especially young ma being the first uh 
openly not the first but one of the biggest openly gay rappers if you're coming out and you're writing all this shit about she deep throwing the strap on and shit like that and you're not the one who's saying it okay it matters to me thank you that's all i'm saying i, I know what you're saying from the commercial side that it doesn't matter of course mass appeal is never really gonna matter who produced the music but as far as us you know being a channel as far as trying to keep the culture pure and still you know what i mean keep it relevant it definitely matters but let's say Drake, right? Because we're going to talk about him let's a little bit later. Drake. Let's say, let's say Drake. He obviously came out with the whole. Um, they came out with the whole ghostwriting accusations. He got ghostwriting credits. Um, pretty much at this point, it's pretty much known that he doesn't write. But it doesn't seem to affect his album sales or his commercial success. And we said that to the popular person, like this is the way I look at it. To the culture, it definitely makes sense. Like I can't put Drake in a, a Hall of Fame of MCs when you don't write your own material. Right. I think 100% you can't be up there. Right. But he could finish with multi-million dollar sales. Of and course. The, and the common person, of course. they don't know that. And they don't care. They Good. automatically deny it. Awesome. So do you think that takes away from that? Like, if Drake, uh, it, I don't know how much views sold, but if he, this, let's say if he... This, we're, looking at, we're looking at over 6 million, but this is all I'm saying. We're saying the same things, but I just, I mean, I guess I really don't really feel the need to kind of, you know, express that. Commercial side, I'm not even, we on the same page there. As far as to the average Joe, when you say Drake, they're going to look back and be like, he did it. And I'm going to look back and be like, he did it too. But when we talk, but when we actually come and have a conversation, you or I or anybody else who really a fan of this hip-hop game, culture, we're going to break it down a little differently and be like, mm, some, of these, some of these check marks he didn't meet. So he's not really even in the conversation of, you know what I'm saying, of top MCs, period. But this is what I wanted to say about that. I I, I agree with that from a personal standpoint. But so I really does feel, that? So I really feel like we have to elaborate on the. Here's why I want to agree with. Here's that, what I, I want to elaborate on, and this is just I guess this is the common fans' uh, view of it. But we, okay. Is it just different in hip hop? Because I, the reason I say it, that yo, is, hip hop, yeah, exactly. That's 100. percent So it's different in hip hop. Hip hop is the only genre of music where. Where you where you claiming where you where you out there making money off of an image that you proclaim it to be real, so you so you actually so that it's supposed to be authentic. So when you giving us this music in hip hop, the way that it came up, it was supposed to be authentic and genuine. And you know a lot of that a lot of that in the culture I feel is being lost due to the fact of you know what let's just make something catchy, poppy, whatever you know whatever the taste of the month is, and we are gonna go ahead and make a record that way. But that's why, you know, what I mean, like I like I keep saying, as far as the commercial fans, as far as the average Joe, the average listener who isn't really, you know, what I'm saying really breathing and living the culture every day, they're not really going to look at it the same way that you or I are going to look at it. Nor just, for example, like is somebody going to look at the NBA or NFL, whatever sport you follow as the average Joe who only tunes in on the big game that he hears about, you know, so there's certain levels to it that. You or I are going to discuss that the average Joe isn't going to discuss. So to them, Drake, you know, Wayne to a lesser degree, you know, they're going to remember these dudes for the for the hit records that they made and stuff like that. Where dudes like us and other followers of the culture are going to remember, you know, other cuts that may not have been as poppy. And we're going to remember everything else that really made this artist kind of what he was. All right, then. So. Just fair enough, just to jump off the Young M.A. topic here. Um, 
yeah, you know, definitely coming out with that shit. But to me, the bigger story, not, I mean, the big the big story is ghostwriting, um, obviously, for, for Young M.A., but let's... She was... So more or less, just a big background story, she said a line, something along the lines of smoking them like Tuca or some shit like that, which I believe was the name of a cat in Chicago. Um, and that's really what landed her in, in the hot water, and that's how all of this shit got started, and they started releasing the, the Young M.A. writing writing rhymes thing um young ma to me from what i've seen so far and i don't know if you agree but she's really it feels like the fame is really getting to her head yeah i mean they say that's definitely the worst drug out there um i seen a couple of videos where she was like you don't got your phone out that's what i'm saying tripping <laughs> on fans and all of this like i don't need my phone now i'm looking at you in real life like I like that. I appreciate that from the fan. Like, you know what? You enjoying the moment. Like, too many people is enjoying the moment through the lens of a phone. Put your phone up and actually enjoy the moment. You know what I'm saying? But uh, little shit like that is just corny as hell. I put that in the same category as Biebs telling girls to stop screaming at his concerts. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you, little nigga? That's how the hell you making this money. You should want them to scream louder. So that way you ain't got to do shit, but just walk across the stage and they'd be satisfied with the show. Yep, exactly. And and showmanship is what a lot of people are missing. That young Amy shit where she flipped out on the fan over not taking out the phone was really whack. Because to me, you should appreciate. You should just get like that you girl said, her money back. You, you should appreciate the fact that somebody out there is actually paying more attention to your performance rather than recording. Because you've been to concerts recently. I hate that. Everybody got their phones out. You just like, want to record it rather than enjoy the music. Like what I usually like to record if I'm at a show, uh, I like to record when the artists first hit the stage. Because that's usually when they get, you know, you get a good rush of energy from the crowd. And the artists usually come out to some shit that everybody knows. So that's usually the only moment that I like to do. But after that, my phone go up, man. And I just enjoy the show. I don't need none of that other distraction. And how you even watch the show when you got your phone out the whole time? Checking to see if you got the right angles. I got the right angles just looking at what the fuck I'm looking at. Facebook live and it and shit like that. Like Get the hell out of here. All that shit should be. If I was an artist, I'd be pissed off. That means people getting to watch the show for free. Cut the checks. <laughs> Cut the damn, exactly. Cut the damn checks. So, um. Yeah, showmanship. Uh, that's the reason why I can appreciate somebody like, let's say, Kanye West, even though he's a fucking batshit crazy. The fact that he put so much into his shows to make it a good show is why I can appreciate it. I don't appreciate nobody like Young M.A. coming out. Take, take your phone out. Otherwise, get the fuck out. Like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, man. Let me ask you this uh, to get off of that. Uh, let me ask you this um, since we wind down the end of the year. Who do you think was a um, had a breakout 2016? And that doesn't necessarily mm. mean that they had to be a new artist. That could have been a, it could be an artist who already been around, but maybe they circled back. You know what I'm saying? And broke out. Who do you think had a good had a good 2016 um, this year in uh, in hip hop? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I got two answers. Two answers for us who had an uh, impact, and maybe we could toss up. I think designer had a huge breakout year the fact that panda sold what it what, what it did and the fact that designer ba uh, more or less blew up i think he had a huge breakout year like to me the year that designer had was equivalent to the year that fetty wap had because nobody had a bigger year than fetty hop fetty wap in 2015 uh, he was fucking rocking that entire year 
that is a fact. He was everything he touched was fire. And I and but uh but designer had Panda and he had the what? The Timmy Turner record. The Timmy Turner record and he sold so now the album from what I heard, I didn't hear it because designer's not my type of album music. I heard the album was trash. But he sold so much with the actual Panda record. Um breakout to me, designer, but I would have to say yeah, if he had if he got his paperwork right, boy, he should be paid for life. It's that good music. I would have to say Shot to push <laughs> breakout. I think Drake had the best year, bro. I, I mean, mean, that wasn't a breakout year. That it was, wasn't a breakout that was just year, a but wow, I think, like who that like you we did not see that coming. But it's funny because he kind of trolled niggas with that shit. Um, it, like it's almost like he knew what he had in his back pocket, and he just couldn't wait to release it because he was kind of just trolling motherfuckers uh, with the whole summer sixteen and it's, I'm just gonna kill y'all. I'm just gonna kill y'all this year, and um. And he came out and he really knocked it out the park. It wasn't particularly my type of record. I wouldn't put it in the rap section. It would probably go in the R and B. But or he might even make it to the pop section for real. But um but yeah, he did that thing, man. Six million. It's going you can't even hate on that. You can but say, it's not wow. even just the album too. Like I'm talking about like everything else, like all the drama he had on his tour. Every single day was a new episode. Drink, uh Funk flex and the then flex situation. the flex situation and then even recently he's like I can't let people live in 2016 and now apparently he fucking with J Lo. Yeah, I mean I don't even know why that's even dope. To me, honestly, I'm I don't think it's dope. To me, honestly, and maybe I'm the old man in the room, maybe I'm a lame, but J Lo is like 50 something, right? She's old and she and and, and she done been around the block, bro. Like we know dudes that you done slept with, like. That's ridiculous. Like to me, J Lo, it's a better look for J Lo than it is for Drake. J Lo's 47. 47. 47. And Drake is like 29, 30. <laughs> that's a terrible look, man. You it, know why it's even a worse look? It's a good look for it's a good look for publicity, but I think that's all it is. But I mean, nah, man. Like Puffy ran down on you and punched you in the face and Puffy smashed J Lo. Like, that's what I was gonna like, say. Come on, dog. Like that's like that's, that's what I was gonna say. So Drake, he has this drama with Puff. Uh, just like you said, Puff smashed on him in the club. Right. He drops a diss record, and he's dissing Puff for some shit that happened two years ago. And now you fucking with J-Lo, who's somebody that Puff fucked with early 2000s, late 1990s. Yeah, see, that's why I think you were cornballing now, because you didn't, cause when Puff smashed on you, you didn't want to shoot the fair with him then. So I don't know what happened with that. So now you're going to go back in the past, what we talking, 16 years? Some old dusty pussy or some shit and try to be like, yeah, I got you. If you want to ultimately troll somebody, go get Nikki from me. That would be the <laughs> ultimate. That would be the ultimate, ultimate troll. That would be the ultimate most gangster hip hop shit that you could do. And then, and only then, would and, you get my stamp of approval. And Nikki, shit, Nikki yeah. available apparently now between the Holy Meek. I, I Yo, don't know. They've been back and forth. I'm telling you, if you want to be a gangster, you want to get niggas really fucking with you, you go in there. And you and you take Nikki and you throw that nigga Meek, I'll be dying laughing. That would be the end of Meek. It's over. That's it. I would just be dying laughing because you know that that J Lo shit is some. That, that's to me that's corny, dude. That is like, is that just some some shit that's cool in a young niggas head, like the younger generation nowadays? Because to just, me that shit looks stupid. They just doing stupid. that shit for pub, man. All publicity. Oh, definitely. Publicity. Yeah, this ain't no fucking doing that shit happy ending. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. So he gonna be with Rihanna next week. <laughs> Sierra the week after that. Rihanna, yeah, she had a good 2016 too. So 
Yeah, they both did. They they tag teamed that 2016. You're damn right. You know, we're talking about 2016. Let's get into some of these um few things that we were talking about as far as since we're kind of out to the end of the year, because I want to kind of put a bow uh, on 2016 here. Um, what would you say is the hottest album of 2016, in your opinion? Like the hottest, and it doesn't have to necessarily be known album. We're not talking about commercial sales, just more or less that like the hottest album that came out. In 2016. And maybe not hottest because that might be thinking too hard without a lot of you know thought into it. Maybe one of the hottest, like you could just think of that you would say put a stamp on 2016. Here we go. Um, Is there an album that you enjoyed a lot in 2016? I'm really trying to think, man, because a lot, you know what I did like? I liked, um, I liked that Davies record that he dropped. The um, He named it after his daughter. All right, so Davies, you like that? You like that record? Um, is there any other records here? I mean, you don't necessarily like. Is there any records that you personally enjoy? Not necessarily the hottest, just any records that you kind of rock with that you're gonna take into 2017. Yeah, I fuck with Jim Jones, The Kitchen. Hmm. I, was, I was messing with that locks, that last locks album that was dope. A lot of people don't even know about this man, but I was messing with that uh, with that Guwap when he first came out. So Guwap. Now I'll give you an album that I thought was the um to me. This is. I feel like this is gonna be predictable. Go ahead. Is it gonna be predictable? Who you got? No, just go ahead. No, no, no. I want to hear who you think I'm gonna pick because I guarantee what I'm gonna pick is not what you think. Okay, then go ahead, give it to us. Chance the Rapper Coloring Book to me was the best album this year. Chance the Rapper Coloring Book to come out to come out with a debut album for it to be as good as it did, and that also he had a huge 2016. I mean, he's on fucking Skittles commercials, Kit Kats, or whatever the fuck that was. So, um, I think that Chance the Rapper Coloring Book album was a really, really good album in 2016. I fuck with Chance the Rapper, you know. He was definitely knocking on the door for a while. And then he finally came through with that breakout single. It made everybody take notice, took charge. Yeah, he definitely had a good 2016. You got the president. If you're on the president playlist, <laughs> you definitely doing good things, man. That's for sure. So he definitely had a breakout year. And he was somebody who grinded for a long time. And you saw him on the cusp. But nobody thought that it was going to come like this, though, for him. Hell no. But, uh, but that's... Uh, but that's what happens when preparation meets hard work and timing. So shout out to him and his whole staff. And uh, hopefully, um, shoot, if I was shit, they might take 2017 off. Him, him, designer, all the motherfuckers might take 2017 off. Shit, they, would, they put in a lot of work. I don't think they could do that, though, man. Because <laughs> the reason is I thought the same thing for Fetty Wap. And the music that Fetty Wap came out with this year was straight atrocious. I mean, but like I say, man, you know, everything is not going to be a hit for everybody. Everybody's not going to be able to knock him out the park every time. For every Drake, you know, you got a Meek. You know, somebody, but Meek had a hot <laughs> but, but, but for everybody who really want to smash on Meek, I know he an easy punching bag. Shout out to DC4. Definitely, man. DC4 was definitely a fire record. And I was um, going to bring that up. That was definitely a fire record. And, uh. A lot of people thought that he was that he was done and buried after Drake, you know, had a had a had a lot of fun at his expense and you know shit. We did also. But uh <laughs> but he definitely came back with that D C four. So definitely big up to me um for bouncing back and doing that for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know what the surprise record for me was this year was that uh Solange Knowles album. Um it, it's always good to hear like an artist just come out of nowhere and just come and that's the thing with designer. I may not be a fan of his music. Um I, I'm not a fan of either one of those records. Panda was cool, but then the Timmy Turner shit was whack, and then the whole album. You know, you know who we forget, and I can't even cap it, and and, and I feel bad that we didn't even mention him. Khaled, Khaled had a huge, major, key. huge year, man. He had a lot of he had a lot of anthems as he usually does during the summer. 
he prepped everybody really good with the whole Snapchat, setting everybody up with the fan love, and he got everybody interested in the album, and then he dropped it. And you know, it was another Khaled album where he had a lot of features, of course, and but he brought those anthems, and he did that, and that was a good bounce back look for him. Fat Joe as well, and Remy Ma, for her to come out of jail and to do what she did, and to mention talking about writing your own raps, which, as far as we know, she does. And it matters. That's what makes her better than all these other bitches because she actually <laughs> raps. You so you so you laugh now, but at the end of the day, to us and the culture, when we rank them up, it's gonna matter. Commercially with sales, it's not gonna matter. But for her to come out and do what she did and really put a lot of people on alert that you know that bars still matter and all that bubblegum rap, you know, I guess can sell, but you can still sell and, and have and have and show you and show and uh, show true skills as well was also another good look. So. Khaled, Joe, and Remy Ma. I think he the only dude besides Beyonce to really get maybe uh, Jay-Z to come out on a feature this year. Yeah, and you know what, Khaled, speaking of Khaled, um, to me, that Nas uh, verse on that record that Khaled had was probably one of the best verses of the whole year um, on that, that Khaled record. So, yeah, man, Khaled definitely had a good year. Um, My man, Chains had a good year. Yeah, Chains had a good year. Um, you know what, though, man? To me, 2016, when I look back on it, so we're, we're, what we're doing here is we're trying to put like a, you know, a ribbon on 2016. When I look back on 2016, most of the memorable things that I remember are not music. Like it's not music records. It's more of the antics. Like I remember the beefs. I remember yeah, the Kanye. Remember more of the more of the theater. Yeah. And, and, that's, it, and that's good too. That's all part of it. No, it is good. And especially in Kanye's case. I mean, if you come out with an album this year, and then you have the antics to support it, and you know the album sales are going to keep going up because you're keeping your names in the headlines. Yeah, but his album was kind of selling. I mean, yeah, but but it's all about, and I love that about him, though, because it's all about the genius. It's all about how he packaged it together and how he, again, he had the people kind of eating out of his hand from the big, huge booty on the album cover to, <laughs> you know, to all the craziness that was going on surrounding, um, you know, him, his wife, all of it was crazy to him actually having a good tour, putting on a good show, an ingenious idea with the floating stage. Abruptly the, canceling the abruptly tour. Abruptly canceling the tour. Good thing I didn't buy my ticket because I was going to go again in Orlando. <laughs> uh, abruptly canceling the tour to the first person you meet up with as soon as you get out of uh, rehab is Donald Trump. And then you don't really say anything to the media while you're there. You're just looking crazy like. That was just nuts. To the and then right after that, you go ahead and pull the full Slim Shady with the blonde hair. I mean, who knows what he's doing. Man. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it, I'm curious to see in 2017 if he drops music, would people, if it's, would people, you know, would people mess with it? Would people still consume it? Would people be interested to see it? If he goes on tour again, would people go to the shows? Ooh, I think they will. Because Kanye always has some craziness at his shows. But I think this time around, they might have to do, I mean, but I guess at the end of the day, if he cancels, you just get your money back. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, I think I think you're right. I remember a lot of the antics. You had a game in Meek Mill. That was hilarious. That was great. Uh, you know, more pub, you know, probably just to sell an album. But that's how But that's how that particular situation went down. You know, he's getting sued for $7 million for some sexual shit, which is crazy. <laughs> so, I guess the end of his 2016 sucks right now. Uh, but I heard he's going to fight that shit. So, hopefully that works out for him. Uh, shout out to Wack. He had a good year too. His manager knocking out stitches and shit. That was that was crazy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, a lot of antics for sure. You know, you had 
again, I know we talked on, we touched on this earlier in the year, you know, Drake trolling this dude all year. That was just unfathomable. Um, so that was, so see, that's why like, it's difficult to, it's difficult to really judge him because he have hit, cause he was, he came up in hip hop, you know, so he has hip hop elements and, you know, and he does things that, that he, to try to score points with hip hop heads like us, you know, so he does that. So he still, he still participated in the beef with me because he knew that it mattered at the end of the day to people like us, even though he knows that he's smashing the, the billboards and the sales and the sound scan and whatever else they use in the major records, iTunes, he's smashing that, but he still takes time out to do little things to, you know, to touch base with the Academy. Yeah, Drake. Um, and that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to put Drake on top of my list for 2016, because it's not only that you dropped an album, which I wasn't big on the album, but the album sold, so it don't matter what but I think. But everything that came around with it, it was, it was, it was, it was theater. Yeah, and, and a lot of the stuff that came around with it, I mean, he's coming, you look at all the beefs that he was involved in, like if you take it back a few years and ago. And he survived them, so that's also going to be a good mark on the resume too. Yeah, exactly. You take it back a few years ago where he's talking about he's never beefing and now he seems to always be in the beef, um, coming at Diddy, then ended the year with J-Lo. Like to me, when it comes to the whole package, when you look at not only music, but you look at everything outside of music, I feel like Drake and Kanye dominated that field. Yes. That's the reason why I'm so, I'm not really they upset. Dominate, they dominated the theater for sure. Yeah, and that's why I'm not too upset with the MC Hottest MC list, the MTV Hottest MC list. Yeah, but, and I'm glad that they prefaced it with what they did so that way you can look at it and understand why you had people where you had them at. Exactly. Now, I still think they need to change Hottest MC because to me, MC is like a, a reserved word. Do you have for, the list? The list, I can pull it up here. Yeah, pull up um, the list because there was a couple of people who I felt should have been on the list that was left out. But you know what? My big, One of my biggest things with the list is I like the category. If you're saying, just like you said, if you're going based off of um, you know, uh, impact and things like that more than music, I can see why they put people where they're at. My biggest problem with the list is, number one, it's still called MCs. But number two, <laughs> uh, you know, to me, MCs is a reserve term. But but number two, the fact that they took social media in there. I don't give a fuck what these cats are doing on social media, man. To me, that don't make you a hottest MC because you're tweeting or you're on Instagram. Or, or, or as my man Jim Jones says, if you go pick up that, that kitchen, tweeting. <laughs> so none of that shit um, <laughs> none of that shit makes sense. I mean, it, it's ironic because they got these rappers up there for tweeting and doing all this shit, but then it was killing Meek for being Twitter fingers. But, you know, who am I to, um, to, put, uh, to punch a hole in it? But... um. You know what? And you know what? Do you think that Meek, you know, because they said that was the hottest list, whatever. Do you think that Drake trolling it? Because that still made Meek relevant. Even though he was getting trolled, that made him relevant. So I feel like they should almost kind of share in that limelight a little bit because somebody had to be the punching bag. Well, Meek definitely was a punching bag this entire year between the whole Beans situation, facts. All, all this shit. Oh, so, I can't wait till we get that up. Um, but you know what, though? I, I don't know if that's the case. And the reason why I say that is um, because DC4 was a good album. It was. It really it was. It was a really good album. But the sales weren't there. I think he sold less than 200000 on that. So but See, I don't know what that means. That means that people actually purchased it. Because how do you break down streams? And I got it on my phone. I ain't paid for this shit. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Well, streams, 1,500 streams is one album, which is fucking stupid. That's, jeez, Louise. That's fucking stupid. But 1,500 streams is one album. So if he got a, a less than 200 grand album sales, I don't imagine that he really jumped up there in streams. But, I mean, I could be wrong. But um, Yeah, man, nobody's buying really. I mean, unless you, but unless you Drake and you really got poppy, poppy commercial type music, 
um, that if if the little kids can't sing it, you're not gonna sell it. That's how the that's kind of how the hip hop game kind of is right now. You're not nobody's really gonna sell a million, two, three million of that rough, rugged hip hop anymore because you know, man, look, America, you know, we on it. They've been on it for a long time. They ain't really trying to hear no aggressive minorities <laughs> talking about. <laughs> you know, doing aggressive things. But uh, but that's why this that's why he's so successful. He figured out a lane and he was able to really lock into it. The safe guy is always gonna win gonna win in hip hop slash pop now because uh that's how it goes. That's why like I, lo- I love Wiz, you know, but but Wiz, you know, for example, is safe. He's the guy who smokes weed, but he's also the Fast and the Furious was the last time guy. You know, see you again guy. So he's safe. Uncle Snoop is old, so he's safe now. He's not the same, you know, 187 Snoop from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So Jay-Z's old. These guys are safe now. So that's why they still having commercial success. When you have these rough and rugged dudes, you know, who's still talking that street talk, they not really being accepted as well because, you know, America's, still, America's back in another stage where they're kind of afraid of them. And that's why somebody like Gucci Man. Um, but that transition for him has been great, though. It has been great. I'm not hating on him. That's good for him because he went from street to getting more poppy, and that shit is working lovely for him. So shout out to Gucci. Um, I do have the list here for the annual hottest MCs that we were kind of talking about earlier. So we already mentioned two names, Drake and Kanye. Kanye West and Drake are the one and two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kanye was actually considered number one, and Drake was the second. Understandable so because he has the Yeezys and all that going on. Yeah, definitely understandable. Kanye has so much. It's Kanye, as much as I talk shit about him, for the fact that he's doing all of this shit outside of music. Nori once said all of the money's outside of music, so Kanye is definitely winning in that category. He just to take, take like a month-long nap, and he'll be all right. <laughs> take a nap. Go to sleep, my brother. All right, so we got the rest of the list here. Like I said, Kanye West and Drake is one and two. I'll start from the bottom up. So number 10 is 21 Savage. Okay. <laughs> That that sounded like you lost faith in the list at number ten. He must be one of the Twitter ones. <laughs> number <laughs> number nine, little Uzi Vert. You know, okay. I, but I understand Uzi based on the criteria that they're saying. I understand because Uzi was one of these guys that's uh, his name was out there. Kendrick Lamar was number eight. Okay. YG was number seven. Really? Yes. So YG was number seven. That's the fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. And mind you, YG to me did not have as great as a year this year as he did last year. Yeah, I thought the I thought last year was a better year for him. This this year he dropped the Steel Brazy record, I think, and it was all right. I like the first one, the Brazy record that he did last year. That one was pretty good. That one was real West Coast. Uh, what? <laughs> it was like the way you said that though. You said like West Coast, West Coast, cause <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> so we got YG number seven. Uh, this one surprised me. Maybe you can um. You can enlighten me more on this one. Future was number six. I'm not understanding that because I feel like Future didn't have that big of a year. I mean, it was a pretty big year for Future, man. Him and Drake had a couple features. They went on tour together. He dropped Panda. Um, you <laughs> he know. Panda? Oh, that wasn't Future? Shit. Oh, shit, man. Yo, man, true story. I'm not even going to lie to y'all, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to y'all, man. I was on a cruise, right? Me and my wife, we was on a cruise. We was in, uh, where the fuck was we at? The Bahamas, right? And uh, I'm on the boat. We in the club and shit. And I'm like, yo, you know, yeah, that 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 Panda record is straight. Like, if you in the club, you know. So we in the club, and I'm like, yo, let me go. Let me go put on the Panda record. Go ask the DJ to play this shit. 
I dead ass walked up to the DJ and was like, yo, can you play that future, that panda shit? He was like, future? He was like, that's designer. I said, future designer? I said, what? I said, what? He changed you, his name? What, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like he changed his name. Yeah, whatever. Future got on that designer shit, whatever. He was like, nah, that's this new artist named designer. I said, bro, that is future. <laughs> and, I didn't, and, and I didn't realize it until I came back to the States and I had internet and shit that there was this young kid who's, who, who was imitating future. Well, let me ask you, is that why Future to me to you has such a hot year? Because like I said, the only thing I remember for Future this year is the fact that he toured with Drake and the fact that he was really like a nobody when he toured Drake because from what I understand, the Future set was whack in the Drake concert. I mean, I'm not going to say it was whack, but um, he wasn't. His, his set might have been like 25 minutes, and then him and Drake did like they records that they had together. But don't get me wrong, like when you went to the Drake show, this dude literally... Like, you forget how many actual, like, hit records that he has. And it's good music, but at the end of the day, like, you really do forget how many records that he has because this dude was able to put go on for almost, like, two hours with just his own material. God damn. Like like I said, the only thing I remember for 2016 with the future is uh all that Russell Wilson drama with Sierra. But, you know. But that all plays part into the list. It's I would about- say it does. Okay, so let's go up from here. Number five, Young Thug. Now, I'll tell you why I'm not mad at Young Thug and this list. Then again, if we're going based off of criteria that they set, to me, that whole Jeffrey album with the dress, that was a marketing genius of a scheme. We talked about it. And from people who heard the record, I didn't because I'm not a fan, but people who heard the record, they said the record was really good. Um, I definitely heard a couple cuts from the record, but you have to remember, um, Young Thug, can make good music. I'm just confused with the antics. I don't know if you... I, I would imagine you just doing it for Pub because all Pub is good Pub. But he makes good music even though half the time I do not... I'm not going to take that back. 85% of the time, I do not know what the hell he is saying. <laughs> so I just kind of have to kind of try to, you know, piece it together like you're talking to that one relative who you're like, what the hell are they talking about? You, only, the- you can only catch every other word. You just got to make up your own story. I guess that's part of the fun. He's the grandfather of mumble rap. Like, mumble rap became a thing when Young Thug came on the scene, to me. Mumble rap, definitely, he's definitely the grandfather of mumble rap. That's for sure. Now, the top four, I'm not mad at. Um, I'm just confused about number four. Like, I can understand why he's there. Number four is Travis Scott. And I can understand why he's there because he dropped a record this year that was actually a good record. It was. It was a really good record. But if you're taking everything else into consideration, I just... I don't Bro, know why his he's show, I didn't I didn't make it to any of his shows. But they said his shows were freaking nuts, man. So uh shout out to Travis Scott, man. He had a good record. Um he's I definitely like his style. His style's a little bit different. Um the way he the way that he puts his melodies together, well maybe getting Richard Deacon now, but the way he puts his melodies together <laughs> definitely are definitely unique. So I definitely uh, appreciate his production as well. And looking forward to seeing what he has coming up in uh, 2017 for sure. Yeah, Travis Scott had a, a really good year there. And, um, you know, the the other three, the top three is no surprise. Um, just kind of what I mentioned earlier. Chance the Rapper is number three, then Drake and Kanye um, at the two and one positions. Chance the Rapper, to me, had probably one of the biggest years in 2016 um, and dropped one of the best albums, I think. So, you know, the list, Um, when you talk about the criteria that they set, I'm not mad at the was list. Was Cole on the list? 
Cole's not on the list, but you would have to imagine, and again, he could probably be on the list, but you would have to imagine that because he dropped his record later and they already did the list, it's probably one of the reasons why he's not on the list. Yeah, he didn't really do too much prior to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Young M.A. should be on the list to me. Um, since we were talking about how I think Young M.A. should be on the list. Obviously, with the ghostwriting accusations, I don't want you nowhere near that list. But um, No, but as far as what, as far as far the criteria for what they were talking about, she should be on the list. Exactly. So Young M.A. definitely should be on the list. But um, so when we when we talk about that, like now that we hear it all, and again, I don't think we talked about this last time, but now that we hear the entire list, are you mad at the list when you're talking about the criteria? Or is it just something that's just, okay, they met what they – what they said they were going to do. Do you think there's anybody that should have been on there? I know you mentioned Cole. Um, anybody that should have been on there that wasn't? Um, no. Well, for what the criteria was on the list, I don't have a problem with anybody who was left off um, other list. I mean, it was it was a corny list. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, It's MTV, son. What can you expect? But it was definitely... Um, it was solid for what they were saying, for the tweaking. Yeah, man. So that's um that's how they wrapping down their year here. Um, hey, I wanted to see see what you thought about this, man. This actually just recently came out here. Um, okay, so we were talking about the list. Now, what's surprising me is none of the like R and B people really made that list to me. Uh, Young Tiller, all these people, none of them really made that list. But um, yeah, they should at least made a separate list. Yeah, they should have, at least for R&B singers, because to me, Young Tiller, Anderson Pack, all these people had a pretty good year. Um, but we talk about R&B singers. Have you heard about that Trey Songs, man? What's up? What's up with Trigger? Trey Songs. All right, cool. You didn't hear This is great. Oh, I haven't heard it. So this is fucking great. Trey Songs. <laughs> this is fucking great. Trey Songs, Mr. Yeah, that guy. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Mr. Steal Your Girl. He was at a show in Detroit. Dog, damn, this is nice. Yeah, you know what's coming. You know, what's up? We already going downhill, son. If you had a, if you had a show in Detroit or Chicago, it's going to end up bad. It's going to end up bad. Shout out to Young M.A. But I would do a podcast out there. Shout out I to would, both of those. Guys. I would definitely do a podcast out there. Trey Songs was in Detroit. Trey Songs in Detroit. He went on a rant. He addressed the fans, and he says. They say they're going to cut my mic off because I'm taking too much time. Okay. All I want to do is give the best show I'm capable of giving. Facts. If they cut me off, remember it. And text whoever you want to. And tweet whoever you want to. And tell everybody about it. Okay. Because if a nigga cuts me off, I'm going to fuck crazy. Damn. Did they cut him off? They cut his ass off. Uh, what did he do? Did he go crazy? He trashed the stage. No, he did it. He got arrested. No, he did it. No, he, he got didn't. arrested after the show. They report uh, Detroit Police Department spokeswoman, uh, spokesperson said that after songs was cut off, he became upset and belligerent, throwing equipment around the stage. An officer was hurt when a piece of equipment hit him in the head. No way. <laughs> and he got arrested. And he's still being held in the Detroit With Detention no Center. Damn, Trigger. Yo, but at least he said you can tell whoever you want. It doesn't matter. I'm going fucking crazy. Don't you cut my mic, son. <laughs> the only thing that would have made that better to me is in the middle of his rant. You could tell whoever you... Yo, that would have been funny. Off. That shit would have been funny. But shout out to Trigger for keeping it authentic. 
<laughs> and being a man of his word. And he said, yo, if you cut my bike, I'm going apeshit crazy. And he did that. And, and that's when you pull your phone out. That's when you pull your fucking phone out. Damn. So we're going to give him a shout outs on that one, man. Yo, that's <laughs> a way to end 2016. I did not know that, yo. That is the way to end your 2016. I hope Trigger gets out of jail tonight because uh, I don't think they're letting niggas go on the weekends. So I hope he gets out uh, sometime uh, tonight or early tomorrow so he can enjoy his 2016 and just enjoy all of the footage. Because if you're in jail, you can't even watch the footage. Now, mind you, today's date, when we're recording this. Yo, that shit is freaking hilarious It's the 29th. Right now, bro, he did that shit. Bro. He did that shit. <laughs> now, mind you, just like you said, 2016, he's kind of, mind you, today's the, today the date that we're recording this is the 29th. We On the 26th, he was kicked out of a hotel in D.C. No way. He was kicked out of a hotel. He said, they kicked me out of the MGM. They okay. kicked me out. That's a nice hotel. This you, is Trey Songs in D.C. with a special message for the fucking police. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Trey, man. Trigger, like, man. What's going on, man? Yo, I- I'm sorry, Every man. Every R&B dude goes through this shit. They go through this, shit happens, this, right? this little phase where they be going just through this depression, acting crazy, wilding out. And then they just got to come back and make some good music. I guess that's the remedy to making good music. But when you're in a drought, act crazy. But you know what, man? Like between the last two months where people who have been acting fucking crazy, you got Kanye, you got Trey Songs, you got Orlando Brown, Mr. Imbop. Yo, dude, do you see some of the crazy <laughs> shit? Yo, he's definitely in the 2016. He, he should have made the, the fucking list. This dude is crazy, Orlando Brown, man. Where would you put him on our list, the Academy list? 2016, what award would you give Orlando Brown? Is he winning the fucking nuts award of the years? He winning the... I, I, that shit is fucking nuts, man. He, he's winning that creepy, creepy guy of the year award, man. <laughs> yeah, because he, he hasn't done anything stupid enough to be the dunce of the year. You know what, though? Orlando Brown, man. Like, I, I forgot dude existed. Like... Look, man, I don't like him, but shout out to Vlad, man. He be finding people out of the fucking woodworks and coming out with stories. Like, Yo, Vlad be restoring people's careers, man. I'm saying, like, nobody knew what the fuck this guy was doing, and then suddenly Vlad comes out with an interview talking about doing umbop on that pussy for Raymond Simone. Like, what the Yo, fuck? Yo, hey, man, if he smashed Raymond Simone, that's props to him. She was she was thick in all the right places, man. Dude, but, hey, some him smashing it is different than him saying that he did the umbop. And Yo, then that's hitting, just fucking hilarious. And then hitting the tone in the interview, <laughs> hitting every single note while he's explaining it. Yo, that's hilarious, man. Shout out to Vlad. And shout out to uh, Orlando Brown, man. This, that dude is just hilarious. Keeping the comedy alive. Trey songs, man. Yo, that trigger shit made my day, man. I did not know that. And I saw his ass <laughs> trending, too. I was like, yo, why is, why is trigger trending? But I'm not even going to. Uh, who cares? Whatever. It's late. But, yo, that's hilarious. Now it's even more hilarious that you tell me that this clown was outside the MGM talking about some. I got a message for the, for the police. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all. Just, I'm okay. They cut me off. I'm going crazy. Cut off. So yo, that that's shit, hilarious. That shit is fucking hilarious. You want some new news, too, man. Let's hit you with some other new news, man, since we don't got a lot going on um, as far as new news that's been happening recently. Have you heard about the Ariana, Ariana Grande? Um, Mac Miller shit? 
what? Oh, yeah, about how some dude, I guess, was like, yeah, I know you hitting that or some shit like that. Yo, was that bad? I mean, if somebody walked up to me and my wife and was like, yeah, Ree, I know you be fucking that, I'll probably punch him in the face. Like, what the hell is wrong with you, bro? How would you feel if that was to happen to you? I feel like that's kind of out of line. Especially, I don't even, yeah, that's just out of line. Why would you even say that? Well, here's two things as far as the, What's uh, the understood Ariane. don't got to be explained. <laughs> exactly. Here's the two things I, have, I, I say with Ariana Grande. Number one, we've had a discussion before. I feel like anybody who fucks Ariana Grande is probably going to end up with Chris Hansen at their house at some point to catch Predator. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like, she looked like she's still selling Girl Scout cookies. Yo, Chris Hansen be getting niggas with the damn man. So, I mean, that's just my <laughs> shout personal. Out to Chris, shout out to Chris Hansen. Man. <laughs> that's just my personal opinion. But here's my problem with it. Just like you said, it's disrespectful regardless. Like, regardless if it's a celebrity or not, to come up and be like, yo, you fucking that. That's disrespectful. Right. I agree. Here's my problem with her statement to it. What did she say? She says, this may not seem like a big deal to some of you, but but I feel sick and objectified. Oh, stop. If she you said don't get that? the fuck out of here with your half-naked dressing ass, she you objectify that. your fucking self. What yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's part. That's part of the gimmick. It's the, <laughs> it's the objectification <laughs> of myself. It's part of the gimmick. So you're going to objectify yourself. Next time you at a show, you should come out in the nun's gown. And I bet this. And, and, wear, and wear somehow like in the nun's hat. Wear what, you, what are those little pro cams? <laughs> <laughs> and watch how many people turn around and walk out mid-show. Try that shit. Try to do the whole show and the nuns get up and watch how many people and attach a pro 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 cam to your head and watch how many people watch it walk out mid-show. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that you objectify yourself and you're mad at it, that shit blows me away. That's kind of like shout out to Dave Chappelle, comedic genius, when he he had a, a comedy skit a while back about um, the fact that some people who dress like sluts, women who are mad, they say they shouldn't be sluts, and Dave Chappelle says it's like me being dressed up like a police officer, and somebody and then come people up to think me, I'm, and that think I'm a police officer, and that exactly. think I'm a police officer. That. For the fact that she says it hurts my heart that many young people are still comfortable enough using these phrases to objectify women at such ease. She makes it sound like she's fucking out there in the fuck, just like you said, in a nun gown, and she has no reason. Exactly. You half naked all the time, bitch. What you're, the fuck are we talking about? You're, you're selling sex, so whenever, so whenever. And it's not even just to young to young men and you know and older men. She's selling it to adolescent girls. That's what she's selling. She's yes. selling beauty. She's selling sex. So I think it was a poor choice of words. She should have just came out and said, "Joe, that was just disrespectful for him to say," you know, because basically he's basically you know basically alluding you know talking about me sexually and what I do behind closed doors, which you know he didn't have the right you know to cross that line. But yeah, don't be talking about some. Oh, I'm just heard about the objectification. What did she say? Objectification. Objectification of, get the hell of out woman. Of here, man. Stop that shit. Man. Yo, she make it sound like she's the uh the grand the grand uh mother or something like that of you know respecting women and shit. You ain't Lauren Hill, son. <laughs> You're not Lauren Hill. You wish you was Lauren Hill. Get the fuck out of here. You're not so. Lauren Hill. You need to, you probably need to go listen to the miseducation. I'm not and gonna get educated. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we have a bunch of good. Well, a bunch she of good. She do look like 15. Now. She do look like 15. I, Hi, I'm, I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say <laughs> any of that shit was right, but I'm just saying if I have to give a, tw- a 2015 Shut the Fuck Up Award, it's got to be the Ariana Grande. Yeah, she's definitely going to get the, sh- the, dunce of, the dunce of the week for that bullshit, <laughs> man. Objectification when you up there humping the... Yo, you be humping the floor <laughs> with your naked ass. Where the hell's your pops? Oh, I know. He's counting the money. 
she got daddy issues. That's why she out yo, there. Nah, I mean, let, let, let me stop before. Uh, yo, man. I mean, I've had people like, yo, you know, would you ever put your girl in showbiz? Uh, I don't know, man. Because what the hell? At some point, you know, shit gets rough. Nah, I'm not really trying to take him down that road, man. But I know that's what her pops is doing, counting the check. Billy Ray Cyrus counting the check. Objectification. Billy Ray Cyrus? You mean Miley Cyrus? Miley, no, but her... her, her pop, pop. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he yeah, counting yeah, the yeah. check, too, yeah, bro. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 of course. My, he was handing my 10, all that shit. He counting the check. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, man, shout out to, shout out to her, man. But, um, yeah, 2016, like you said, is right around the corner. New Year's. Happy New Year's to everybody. Yeah, um, for sure. Here at the Academy. Um, is there any honorable mentions or any awards uh, that you just want to crown real quick? Um, yeah, the Culture Academy, uh, best podcast, twenty sixteen. <laughs> uh, but nah, man, shout out everybody who really did it big. We covered a lot, you know. Shout out all the DJs who really had a good year too. You know, of course, Drum, uh, he had a good he had a good year. Um, what's this? Uh, Mustard had a good year. Shout out to him. Um, a lot of the producers, Swiss. Uh, Mike Will, um, you know, shout out to Jewels, uh, coming out out of hiding at the end of the year. That was I saw that look. Shout out to Cam who's cooking up. You know, sounds like for 2017. Um, it was just a good year, man. I definitely had a lot of good laughs here on the show. A lot of good laughs, you know. Um, listening to music and seeing some of the antics. Um, you know what else we didn't even mention? I'm just gonna mention this real quick, and it definitely made my year. Was Beans and Charlemagne? Beans and Charlemagne. That was I hilarious. was gonna. I was just gonna mention Beans. What made my year was Beans and Tax. Facts, facts. <laughs> that made my year too, man. Tax, shout out to Tax, man, because he definitely uh, had a good year uh, behind our podcast. Um, I still got to do Drink Champs, man, because they always having a good time on Drink Champs. But Tax is definitely a good one. I listen to a lot more to, of of the. Um, of the I named this podcast later. That's definitely dope. Um, Brilliant Idiots, you know, is definitely like a distant fifth, you know. <laughs> Charlemagne, I think he's starting to get a little bit of that uh, famous bug too. Um, but, um, you know, shout out to uh, the Breakfast Club and shout out to definitely Flex who gave us a lot of, <laughs> a lot of laughs. And he just gave us recent laughs too. You saw that, right? Coming at Drake and J-Lo, man. If you don't get the fuck out of here, Flex. Yeah, but he apologized for that shit. That shit was hilarious. Apologizing is whack. All right? yeah, Stand yeah. behind your Stand word. Stand behind what you say. Stand behind what you say. Shout out to, uh, did Flex get into it with Bow Wow, too? That shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, but shout out to Flex, because Flex be having some of the hottest freestylers come up there. Shout out to Sway, too, man. They be having a lot of people come up there still freestyling and spitting and putting on for the culture. Um, shout out to my boy, um, to my guy Bricks. He shout out, out to Bricks. He put out his mixtape that um, came out already. Uh, at least he's putting out snippets on it, working on it. Um, shit, it seems like he put it out to me. I'm yeah, shout out to Bricks, everybody. You know what I mean? We gonna hopefully get him on soon. So shout out to Gats. Shout out to Gatsby. He was on. That was definitely a highlight of the year. Also, so yeah, appreciate coming through. Hopefully, we have a couple more things lined up. You know, get those lined up and keep moving the academy forward. And um. You know what though? Quick, quick mention as far as honorable mention as far as awards awards are, and we already talked about them. I feel like low key, Beans had a pretty big year. Facts. He just snuck up like, and not big year as in music wise, just big year as in he was relevant again. Yo, there was like a two month span where everything me me uh, Beans was doing because he hit take it take it down to the timeline. He did an interview with Tax. Uh, he gets the 
in, involved in the game beef, then suddenly he's beefing with the dude that he was involved in the beef with, and then he's beefing with the other guy, and then goes back on tax, and then gets knocked out. Shout out to Beans, man. He Honorable just, mention. Yeah, he was. He should have been on the hottest list. <laughs> he was hot. He was hot for sure. Facts. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Should, but just like you said, man, it's a good, a good shout out. You know, big up to Bricks coming out with that flames. Um, you know, big ups, big ups to Gatsby, big ups to any local artists out there. You know, uh, definitely we support you guys here at the Academy. You know, you're definitely more than welcome to come over here and take a lesson with us here at the Academy. Uh, we know we support all local music. Of course. Um, we support local, all local, and, local and non-local, non-local, any, <laughs> any up and coming artists that's going out there. Just know you have an open seat here at the Academy. Uh, but just don't, don't get mad when we start clowning and asking the tough questions. Oh yeah. It's definitely going to be what we're here for. For sure. I got to keep the, I got to keep the culture pure. Yes, sir. Now, 2016. Let's just put a quick, uh, quick, uh, quick end to it. Um, is there anything you're looking for? 2017 uh, resolutions? Do you do that corny resolution I shit? I don't do resolutions. I just believe you just try to just. Only way to be better is to just do better. So, yes, sir. that simple. You know, hopefully we going I'm definitely trying to keep. Uh, as far as the, you know, for me, I'm just trying to do bigger and better things with the with the academy. Try to keep the content. You know, more constant, more, uh, more, more uh, constant for you guys, uh, more continual. And uh, just trying to have a bigger presence in 2017 for the Academy so we can grow this thing. Yes, definitely. Um, it's like you said, everybody, you can always, as always, you can always follow us at the Culture Academy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us at uh, Google Music, um, you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, any place that get a podcast music, uh, podcast music, podcasting is available. Uh, you can follow me at J-E-E underscore D-L-U-X on Instagram. You can follow uh, Ree at Sky High Ree on Instagram. Um, and again, 2016 is coming to an end here. Definitely shout out for everybody who rocked with us in 2016 on the way to 2017. We got big things coming for you guys in 2017. So definitely look forward to everything that's coming out. Um, as far as, um, you know, end, end of the year wise, um, you know, just be safe out there. I mean, that's it. Just like you said earlier, shout out to Tax. Be safe, though. Shout out to Tax, man. Get wasted. Have fun. But be safe, man. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely be safe. You know, trust me from experience. You don't want them DUI problems. You know, facts. Facts. You don't want those DUI problems. You know, if you, if you appreciate any money you have, you would stay away from doing that and just grab the Uber. Um, Yeah, man. But that's it. Like, like, it, like it, every single time, you know, we got the end of the, the, the bell here. The bell's coming to a class. The class is coming to a close. Um, As always. Class dismissed, man. Class dismissed. This is the end of a, you guys uh, get a quick break. And we'll be back at the beginning of 2017. Turn in your fucking assignments, bitches. Facts. I like the Facts. Get the fuck out of here. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> I got to do that one more time. Facts. <laughs>